Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. Well, we try to do shows on a timely basis, Carl, and I think we might have nailed this one. <laughs> today's, today's show is Creator's Perspective on Democracy versus Socialism. Uh, so this should be a very, very interesting show, to say the least, Carl. Well, I think so. It's it's uh, a key issue right now for the United States of America, as has been the case in other countries. And it's still an evolving story. One of the things I, I want to emphasize that I alluded to in the kind of description of this program is that God is not dead. God didn't stop talking to humans back 2,000 years ago when the biblical accounts were put together. There is divine inspiration and divine wisdom coming through to prophets, to everyday individuals who are able to sort of align themselves energetically and then get impulsed with guidance. And this happens all the time. And many of the great writings were divinely inspired, as are all of the arts that are lofty and that are pleasurable. So we've been getting insight about how to live and how to do it better all the way along. And that hasn't stopped. So we're going to talk today about uh, some wisdom that was given to a fellow back in the 1800s. Yes, early 1800s, in fact. Yeah. <clears throat> Alexis de Tocqueville was a French aristocrat, diplomat, political scientist, and historian. Known for his work, Democracy in America, written after his travels in the United States in the early 1800s. Wikipedia says of Tocqueville, Tocqueville was a classical liberal who advocated parliamentary government and was skeptical of the extremes of democracy. With the current unrest and depolarization in the United States, American democracy is facing its severest test since the Civil War. Can Creator share the divine perspective on Tocqueville, his work, and the extent to which it embodies divine truth and is a product of divine inspiration? All right, and from my channeling with Creator, asking that question, this is what Creator said. This was divinely inspired. And that is the reason it was revered as true wisdom and has been on many a shelf of the learned for all these intervening years. This indeed is a treatise on human freedom, which is a divine birthright after all, and not only highly prized, but fought over again and again and again in many ways on many levels of society as a contrast between the light and the darkness even though there seems to be prosaic reasons for such conflict and seeming justifications, this is never truly the case from a moral perspective. Much traces back to how people govern themselves, not only at a personal level with thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and actions they take, but communities of souls coming together to address issues of common concern, where there needs to be a broad organization of human effort brought to bear to solve a problem, face a threat, and so forth, that has given the impetus to deal with the difficulties of life in ways that minimize conflict. 
Tocqueville was an advanced thinker because he was truly a light worker. His life mission, in fact, was to spread divine truth. And his writings are a testament to meeting that goal with distinction, given the context of his era and importance again and again to help the thinking of many statesmen and supporting staff wanting to draft legislation. And that's absolutely true. Tuckville is uh, is still widely referenced today and uh, is talked about in all kinds of intellectual circles. You know, it's it's not he's not known um, on a large scale to the to the ordinary person, but within certain circles, he is a towering figure. Um, we, we're bringing up Tuckville because the rest of the questions for today's um, show are really asking creator about things that Tuckville has actually said. So it, we're getting some divine perspective on things that um, many people believe is, is truly wisdom in terms of Tocqueville's observations of democracy in America. Well, and we'll see what Creator has to say about these cogent, pithy quotes about how to govern. It, this was done in the 1830s. This book was written. But wisdom is wisdom. Divine it's truth timeless. is divine yes. truth. It is timeless. It is timeless. Absolutely. That's why you can go back to some of the writings of the ancient Greeks, and some of it sounds like it was written yesterday because it has truth in it about yes. morality and ethics and so on. And those are timeless qualities and in alignment with the divine, wherever you might be in time. Truth has no expiration date. You ask creator, Carl, Tocqueville said, democracy extends the sphere of individual freedom. Socialism restricts it. Democracy attaches all possible value to each man. Socialism makes each man a mere agent, a mere number. Democracy and socialism have nothing in common but one word, equality. But notice the difference. While democracy seeks equality and liberty, socialism seeks equality in restraint and servitude. What is the divine perspective of this statement? All right. And Creator says the following. This statement is wholly in divine alignment. This cuts to the heart of the matter, that when one wants to seek equality through a socialist government, this inevitably results in loss of freedoms, because power must be turned over to the state to act on behalf of all which means no individual truly has authority or any kind of sovereignty except that allowed by the state. When the whole purpose of a socialist system is to have uniformity, so all must march in lockstep and follow exactly the same rules and correspondingly must share and share alike no matter what. If the state is inefficient, if it squanders resources, if it takes from the masses and there is corruption with resources and money flowing to elites and the government, the general population may become impoverished. And because it is the state with power and authority, there will be no way to change things to guarantee true fairness. That is the danger inherent with starting on this slippery slope of assuming by surrendering authority to the state, one gains equality in a true sense. What will happen? And this has borne out time and time again. All will be equal in their lack of power and control of their own lives. 
all will suffer equally. That is not progress. That is walking into the mouth of the lion who wishes to eat you. The hidden motivation for such schemes is indeed power and control. Not truly wanting to help the masses of people with a spirit of loving kindness and genuine concern for inequalities in wanting to raise everyone up. In a divine world run by divine humans, unfettered, uncorrupted, and unbridled by overseers from the darkness, that is the world you would have and there would be no opposition. That is truly not possible under current conditions. When people are manipulated to be complacent, to be ignorant, and to be easily manipulated to surrender their autonomy to a central government. In essence, it is a march to the scaffold. You might not be beheaded, but will certainly suffer worse than what you are experiencing now in the ongoing death of a thousand cuts, where little by little you are hemmed in, constrained, corrupted, and brutalized in myriad ways deliberately and surreptitiously, and even seemingly by natural disasters of all kinds, which are actually orchestrated to happen, to worsen worsen things. This is not a direction you want to go. That's that's pretty emphatic. (laughs) Um, Well, it's pretty dark, (laughs) that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's a little uncomfortable that Creator seems to have a fondness for using the uh, reference of the gallows or, or the scaffold. Yeah. Well, you can die quick and you can die slow, and neither one of them is very much fun. No, no. And, and it, this addresses, I think, in a basic way at least, and it's obviously in the abstract, we're not giving case examples, but socialism, socialism has failed all around the world where it has come into vogue and become the order of the day. Whatever nation you point to, it hasn't worked. The end result has been poverty. Yes, yes. And even in countries where they say it works, uh, like northern Scandinavia, the reality there is is that that's really not pure socialism. That's more of a hybrid yes. where the um, the money classes are actually protected. You know, they don't have an income tax for you know or corporate taxes at all over there, um, and. What they have is they have a huge VAT tax, which actually falls heavily on um, on the lower middle classes. So they have a very generous welfare state, one of the most generous in the world. But the burden for financing that, you know, falls on anybody with a net worth less than five hundred thousand dollars, basically, which you know doesn't really isn't really fair. <laughs> now, to offset that, they get free medical care and they get a lot of assistance with other things from the government. But um, it's not really. You know, socialism, the way it's played out in other other environments. But, uh, you know, if you if you have a lot of money, it, you can live quite well in the in the Scandinavian countries. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's a pretty tough road to hoe. Indeed. You asked creator Tuckville said liberty cannot be established without morality, nor morality without faith. What is the divine perspective of this statement? All right, this is Creator's words. Here again is divine wisdom on display. Morality is the alignment of intentions according to divine truth and wisdom. And inherent in the idea of morality is a concept of fairness, 
where the goal of each and every person is to live by love, through love, and for love in whatever acts of loving kindnesses are needed to raise up the needy along with rewarding the successful, the, the successful and the talented. Love comes from the divine. Loving governance, according to moral principles, cannot exist without a basis in having governance according to moral principles, without having recognition of the need for love to be a factor in all that happens with governance. Because that is the true basis for being just, for being fair, for being kind and supportive. In the absence of love, People will turn to self-serving motivations in a mad scramble to get all they can for themselves, to find a way to have power and control over others as the only practical way to obtain security and, in the end, survival. So these deep truths he describes speak to the need for a love-based system that is the essence of divine energy and the wellspring of morality. One needs faith to be a part of the flow of love from creator. It is those who have hardened their hearts in denying the truth of the divine who become loveless beings and are widely recognized as selfish, narcissistic, or even to be sociopaths who lack a conscience. All are evidence of the absence of faith and morality, which are extensions of love and cannot be valued or truly understood by the loveless. You know, it's interesting the creator says here about the need for rewarding the successful and the talented. And that's a really big bone of contention uh, between the right and the left, essentially. You know, um, it, it just seems like uh, those who advocate you know, socialism, government control, just don't feel like there's any need to reward talent and effort, you know, that somehow that just flows naturally. And uh, it's a big disconnect. It is, it is. But what it comes down to in the end is a kind of exploitation. Yes. Because the way these things go, there is inevitably corruption that creeps in. So it ends up with not a sharing But with a lot of the income flowing to a group of elites at the top. Yes. And that becomes a defect in the whole scheme of making things fair and uniform. Yes. It's not practical done by human beings because those who are godless become loveless over time. And then selfishness, greed, and personal preference and privilege begin to distort things. So that's my human observation of why this ideal has never practically been carried out, the socialist ideal. Yeah, as it is very atheistic in its outlook. And the problem with atheism is that you basically believe that there are no consequences. You know, there's, there's no God to answer to. So if you can cover your tracks and if you can create a safe space for yourself, why wouldn't you do the quote-unquote logical thing and enriching yourself at the expense of others? Because after all, there's no consequences, right? Um, yes, well, this has been the history. Yeah, yeah. You asked creator, Tocqueville said, what good does it do me, after all, if an ever-watchful authority keeps an eye out to ensure that my pleasures will be tranquil 
and races ahead of me to ward off all danger, sparing me the need even to think about such things. If that authority, even as it removes the smallest thorns from my path, is also absolute in my liberty and my life. If it monopolizes vitality and existence to such a degree that when it languishes, everything around it must also languish. When it sleeps, everything must also sleep. And when it dies, everything must also perish. This sounds a bit like life in the rest of the universe outside of the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> Was Tocqueville discerning the motive for the divine free will experiment? All right, and Creator tells us, yours is an interesting analysis, but this was not within his awareness to comment on. His was a more prosaic, down-to-earth level analysis of the consequences of right and wrong on human society. Even if every attempt is made to lighten the load and ease one's path, it is a deception, because what this results in is actually a disempowerment rather than being truly cared for and having all needs met. This will end up diminishing the individual because there will be no room for their initiative, creativity, independent thinking, and entrepreneurial spirit to perhaps create innovations and new strategies. This has been witnessed again and again. When only a few at the top make all the decisions and decide the fate of everyone else, the pool of talent is thereby greatly restricted and we can tell you that even led by geniuses, those geniuses will be manipulated heavily by the extraterrestrial alliance to greatly restrict what they can think and what they will be willing to do on behalf of the average citizen. Growth and learning exceed expectations when the being is unfettered and not given clear prescribed boundaries and limited roles with many rules to restrict freedom of movement and thought. In a sense, what one has is the freedom to not think because everything will be programmed and seen to so everyone gets their ration. That is not a healthy or joyous way to live when you are capable of so much more through having independence, freedom of movement, and sovereignty as an individual. Yeah, it's, it just seems like this um, this whole approach is one that really is uh, centered in insecurity and even jealousy. You know, the uh, the the war against the talented and and those that uh, are the pr productive. Um, you know, if you're if you don't fancy yourself that, but you want to have all the rewards that they have, you know, you're going to you're going to restrict them. Um, you know, I I was reminded of a general that that uh, basically saved Stalin's skin in the Second World War. And uh, instead of being grateful, Stalin eventually, you know, <laughs> had him taken care of, essentially. Um, it's, it's quite dark, you know. But uh, as, as love-based beings, we have to find the strength to face this and then move beyond it, Carl. Well, we'll see. History will tell what happens. Yes, it will. And we'll tell more when we come back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions 
Get a free download from the creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are uh, looking at democracy versus socialism because it's a, a timely topic and one that we ourselves have a tremendous interest in, Carl. Well, our future is uh, hanging in the balance at the moment with the current presidential election. So people ought to be interested in whether, <laughs> there are, whether they are or not. We're going to talk about complacency here and how it comes about, I think. Yes, well, let's, let's get right into it. Let's not be complacent, Carl. Let's get right into it. Uh, Tocqueville said, I cannot help fearing that men may reach a point where they look on every new theory as a danger, every innovation as a toilsome trouble, every social advance as a first step towards revolution, and that they may absolutely refuse to move at all. Tocqueville seems to be seeing the dangers of complacency almost 200 years ago. What is the divine perspective on this statement? Creator tells us, your analysis is quite correct. Even in Tocqueville's day, complacency of the populace was a well-worn path and tool of the darkness, with the interlopers manipulating the entire population to not question, to accept their lot, and to be, in effect, disempowered. So the idea of offering resistance, let alone to be rebellious, would simply not occur. And if any such thoughts were expressed, people would simply not see it as applying to them because their complacency would not allow becoming aroused enough to join a cause, to push back against higher authority in an effort to make things better. Works best when the subjugated are easily manipulated and complacent and go along with the edicts without complaint akin to sheep being herded into a holding pen. This is done to human beings again and again and again by their leaders and using often self-generated tools to work with in the form of legislation with endless rules and their enforcement to gradually strip humanity of individual freedoms. This is always justified as being warranted because it can be argued that it supports the greater good of society. And to be sure, Having troublemakers in your midst makes things messy and interferes with productivity at times. But if history has shown one thing, it is that maintaining order in an absolute sense, where no one raises objections, no one breaks a rule or oversteps a boundary, it is because there is an enforced manipulation, 
resulting in complacency. Or there is great fear being generated because tyrants are in control and ruling by threat and power to get what they want. Oh, it's kind of a double whammy there, you know, complacency on the one hand and terror on the other. Um, doesn't make for a lot of movement. <laughs> well, it's a cautionary tale for us, even in our day, that just because there isn't a big hubbub and a furor doesn't mean everything's swell. It could yeah. mean that we're just being minded to be sheep for a time while they roll over us with some kind of manipulation that sets us up for dark times and yeah. that we don't see it coming or if we do we don't seem to care and it, either one it, it will work for the overseers yeah or because we, we're not fighting back or if you do see it coming and you do care you know if you're if you're an island of one you know how, how do you stop this ocean coming at you you know yeah. it's uh, that creates its own dilemma. Tuckerville said, it's not an endlessly expanding list of rights, the right to education, the right to health care, the right to food and housing. That's not freedom. That's dependency. Those aren't rights. Those are the rations of slavery. Hay in a barn for human cattle. This comment by Tuckerville on the expanding list of rights sounds a lot like today's political talking points. <laughs> Can create a comment. All right, and Creator tells us, here again is much divine wisdom on display. These are deep truths he speaks of, because again, when rights become automatic handouts, given in exchange for little or nothing from the recipient, the end result is a disempowerment. When nothing must be earned, there is a decline in the need for action. When useful work Striving for excellence and employing initiative and creativity to excel are the engines of human progress. To have the major engine of society revert to offering handouts of rights, privileges, goods, and services from a central authority leaves no room for individuality of expression, lifestyle, or skill-building growth and ingenuity. What good are rights if they are automatic dispensations given unilaterally from a powerful authority who governs everything about your life when the individual is not free to express their own soul's yearnings, perhaps in novel ways and with the possibility perhaps of reward from others for offering something new independently because they can. That is the essence of the capitalist ideal. It is seen as unfair by some that the race goes to the swift, but those who strive for more to do better, to reach a state of excellence, will indirectly raise up others by raising standards, showing new possibilities for accomplishing things in new ways and to a greater extent than ever before. All will benefit in the end from improved functioning of society. The possibility of reward is a great incentive, not only for the inspired innovator, but for others who seek what they can accomplish and may well throw in their lot to support them in some way, to join an organization they have, 
and add their own muscle and intellectual capabilities working towards a larger goal. Here again, there must be freedom for such innovation to flourish. When everything is already predefined and doled out, but at a minimalist level of possible attainment, it may be seen as fair. But there is no fairness in mediocre uniformity when the divine human is capable of so much more when unfettered and set free. So, yeah, it's a, it's a trade-off and not a good one. Um, the, you know, the ability to be innovative and to, uh, to reach for new heights is a freedom that all of us want. You know, that, that we're talking back to an earlier question, you know, freedom of opportunity and freedom and liberty as opposed to freedom and outcome. Um, you know, we're not, we're not equal, Carl, you know, we have different talents, we have different abilities, we have different IQs, we have different aptitudes. And, um, you know, one person can be a genius auto mechanic, another person can be a genius guitarist, and the two can't replicate what each other is doing, you know. So there are the exceptional in this world. And, um, you know, but if, if we treat everybody the same, they're not going to have any pathway to go down. Well, this is the deception, I think. In wanting to help others, if it takes away from ourselves, from our true nature and potential, and hands over the power to orchestrate it to a body that may have a name and a face today, but may be gone tomorrow, and a bureaucracy that lives on that's manipulated manipulate as overseers of us. Yeah. It, it, this, this is not a prescription for a happy world. No. <laughs> it, this is the problem. It's never worked out. No, so i got a this, lot of history books in my library, Carl, and very few of them are happy stories, that's for sure. Well, unfortunately, and, and it's because of the nature of the world. Until we solve the problem of evil. Yes, that's really know, what this is all about at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in a divine way on a divine path will be all but impossible on a, on a large scale. Yes. Because that's the scale of corruption that's kept it from us all these centuries and millennia. And it's really, it's the number one problem that we are attempting to address. Tocqueville said, men will not accept truth at the hands of their enemies. And truth is seldom offered to them by their friends. The statement of Tocqueville seems to be both an observation on reality as well as advice on spreading truth. What is Crayer's perspective on this statement? All right, this is a rather deep statement. And I confess, I wasn't sure I understood exactly what he was saying as I did this channeling. So I was curious myself what Creator might say about it. And this is what Creator said. This speaks to the issue of conformity of thought and a slavish obedience to authority. It is in conflicting thoughts, feelings, and perceptions that truth is often rediscovered. When people have become slaves to sameness and mediocrity, living slave-like existences, being forced into menial work to eke out a living. The compounding of complacency with limited possibilities for change, for raising up standards and circumstances for living, 
or even greater freedom of thought and expression. The stultifying sameness drives out individual initiative and originality. When all are herded together as sheep, no one will question what goes on. They will simply follow one another, think as they do, feel as they do, and live as they do. It is often the case that only when an outsider challenges the established order, that people will stop and think and possibly consider there may be alternatives. That can shake things up and change the destiny of those awake enough to see the new possibilities. Many times, what comes along as a challenge or obstacle is actually engineered to happen by the darkness previously arranging the complacency. This reveals a deeper truth, that one has been lulled into a false sense of security and, in fact, likely have been neglecting their own future through a lack of preparedness for future obstacles and difficulties that are unexpected, but may well be arranged to happen simply to upset the apple cart and even cause extreme suffering. Those who can speak to the dangers in having things not attended to, not allowing a true strengthening, even if it means a break in the tradition of sameness, to allow some to have greater authority and autonomy because their innovations could be valuable and even vitally important to overcoming a threat of some kind. Such allowances are healthy in an environment where true freedom prevails. So it is often the disturbing and upsetting truthful questioning and criticism that may save the day, particularly so if the sheep are being led to slaughter when their wool is no longer needed. Humanity has been content to be sheared again and again and again. There may be a worse fate in your future if people do not wake up to the reality of their existence. Well, that's another powerful sentence to finish off the channeling with, Carl. Um, you know, a lot of people really don't think that there's a lot at stake here, which is surprising. You know, if we can just, you know, get rid of this this boil in the White House that uh, good times are here again. And unfortunately, history is very rarely that simplistic. <laughs> it, uh, I wish it was that simple. But, you know, if, if, if you're looking at it at that kind of a lens, that it's just, just that simple to, to solve all of our problems, you're complacent, my friend. You know, you are not, you're not looking deep into all of the different factors that are involved. And um, ignorance is not an excuse in the law either, Carl. Well, if you have a thorn in your side, and you can pluck it out, say, with a presidential election, vote out the thorn, you still have to make a living. You still have to provide food and shelter and clothing for yourself and your family. You have to fit into the world. The world has to be working. It has to be making progress. Yeah, you have to have Thanksgiving dinner with your family. <laughs> well, maybe or maybe not. Maybe, yeah, you, right. maybe you have to outlaw that now. You know, yeah, because, yeah. Right. You know, we have to cower in our 
in our shelters and so on. I mean, that'll be determined down the line. But the point is, you're never safe when you're incarnated as a human being because the world is always in flux. Yes. Turmoil can get going and lead to bad times. So we have to be vigilant. We have to be planful. We have to have a code for living. Yes. And and an objective in mind and and scruples. We have to have ideals and morality to seek those ideals. And that all flows from the divine. Yes. And this was eye-opening for me in doing these channelings, you know, because I always thought, well, sure, there are a lot of atheists who are nice folks. You know, we don't maybe need religion. And Creator pointed out, they're only nice for now. Right. Yes. They, they've cut their lifeline to divine yeah. love and wisdom. That's it's only a matter of time till they become selfish, self-serving, yep. and then begin preying on others. Yes. Yeah, so a godless socialism is not your friend. Neither is godless capitalism. These, these people are literally running on the momentum momentum of a previous connection. Yeah. You know, kind of a deep-seated memory, you know, call it genetic or whatever you want, but there's a deep-seated memory of a of a connection to a much more loving source that fueled their generosity and their their positive outlook on their fellow human being. But if that connection is broken, it like you said, Carl, it darkens over time and selfishness comes in. And and why? Because without that divine connection, you feel you're going to feel insecure. There's no there's no escaping that. And the insecurity is going to create a desire for safety. And a desire for safety is going to lead for lead to an agenda, a need to create safety. And if you feel that you're surrounded by violent characters and threats all over the place, you're going to try to oppose that. In kind, essentially. I, I don't see a way out of that dilemma, Carl. Well, and that need for safety has led to things like genocide. At yeah. The yeah. Not to mention wars over and over and over and over again. It's to be safe that we go to war. Yes. We've got to get them before they get us. Yep. <laughs> if they hit us, we got to hit them back because they'll hit us again. And it just goes on and on with no let up. And that's what happens without a moral compass. And you're dealing with evil. Head yes. on, it's not easy. No, but no, it's not. But, but that's what the word we call this project: get wisdom for a reason. And this is an invitation to all of humanity, but yeah, obviously you as a listener in particular, to to really think about these things because through wisdom is how the world's going to improve, and not just the outcome of one presidential election. Yeah, we've got a long ways to go, hopefully, and uh, we've got to get there intact if we can. That's my goal. I want to end up uh, with my morality intact and my faith intact and in partnership with the divine. I think that's going to serve me well, and I think everyone would be served well by having that outlook and doing what they can to put something good into the world and be mindful of the needs of others, but of the self as well, yes. and strike a balance. That's all God wants of us, Yeah, strike a balance. Exactly. I've, my own outlook is that I've chosen my own compass. I've chosen my own value system that I'm going to hold dear no matter what happens outside around me. You know, um, I, I, I simply can't look outside of myself to things that are happening in the human sphere 
for guidance. I have to look for in, inwardly for divine guidance and, and settle upon an outlook that will protect me no matter what goes on around me. And, and we can, with light work healing protocol, we can create that, that level of protection in our lives. I do believe that. We'll be back with more Get Wisdom. This. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are talking about uh, the comparison of democracy versus socialism, and uh, particularly the quotes of a particular um, individual, Tocqueville, Alexis de Tocqueville, uh, an intellectual that lived in the 18th, wrote a book in 1830 about his travels to the United States, his observations of, of American democracy. And we thought it'd be a good idea to uh, run some of his observations by creator for deeper insight. So that's what we're doing, Carl. Yes, and it, it's enlightening because <clears throat> he was enlightened by creator in that era, and we can enjoy that wisdom today because divine wisdom still is divine and it's still wise. Absolutely. Tocqueville said, a man's admiration for absolute government is proportionate to the contempt he feels for those around him. What is the divine perspective of that statement? All right, and Creator tells us, here again is divine wisdom on display in proposing the surrendering of individual sovereignty to a governmental body is signing over one's future, one's destiny, and one's ultimate fate to a powerful few who are rarely vetted in a thorough fashion and in any event will be controlled from behind the scenes by the interlopers. So in effect, when there is a fox in the hen house and the hens put the fox in charge, the outcome is quite predictable. What this is saying is someone knows how to run things better than you do. Someone knows how you should live your life better than you do. And someone 
should have the ultimate authority to dictate what you can and cannot do with your life. Only someone who does not value you as an individual would line up with the darkness in this way to take away your power in service to their notion of how things should be done. That is the action of a fool who is already manipulated to sign on to the program of subjugation. Oh. Wow. There's a lot of things I could say here that I probably shouldn't, Carl. <laughs> um, but yeah, this idea that, you know, turning over your freedom to a, a more powerful, a more wise authority is really rolling the dice, you know, because you really don't know how wise and benevolent that authority is, especially if it's the catch 22, because I'm not, I don't, I don't fancy myself as very smart. So I'm going to hand it over to somebody who is, well, how do you know that person? How do you know that agency is smart? You know, because you, if you're not smart, how do you know they're smart? You know, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a good. Well, that's where the actions of a fool come in here in this description. So, uh, you know, there's no mincing of words here. It's pretty strong. It's a strong medicine. Oh, but it's vitally important, you know, in terms of running things and running our lives and trusting others. You know, we have to be discerning and careful. Yeah. And, you know, when when others deride my lack of trust, you know, really in anything, I I try and I try, you know, I I love what Reagan said so many years ago, you know, trust but verify, you know, (laughs) I think there's a lot of divine truth in that statement. <laughs> I have to throw that by creator sometime. Tocqueville said, he who does anything because it is the custom makes no choice. He gains no practice either in discerning or in desiring what is best. The mental and moral, like the muscular powers, are improved only by being used. The faculties are called into no exercise by doing a thing merely because others do it. No more than by believing a thing only because others believe it. This seems to be Tocqueville advocating the intentional and focused pursuit of personal wisdom. What is the divine perspective on this statement? Creator says, we agree with your analysis here that this is putting a very keen and discerning focus on individuality being the premier attribute of value, both to the individual and to the society in which they live. To ask for sameness belies the reality of the talent pool represented by a group of divine humans. The demonstrations again and again of human ingenuity to improve the culture are a testament to the flexibility, adaptability, and ingenuity of the human mind. People need to be let loose, not constrained to live a predefined life where everything is dictated and decided on by a group of elite so-called experts so that only one way exists for things to happen. So this, too, is a prescription for not only sameness, but mediocrity and an overall lack of progress that eventually will lead to an actual regression with a degraded quality of life and a kind of downward spiral with less and less getting accomplished and more and more sacrifices needing to be made. Is when there are too many mouths to feed and not enough resources to keep things going. That is the end result always in stifling individual initiative through a lack of personal sovereignty. What you want to see is a blossoming of new possibilities 
with many individuals using their talents as a source of inspiration for others, breaking the mold, coming forth with new thinking about how to do things, to try out new ideas and model them for others to take the lead, in effect, and break away from tradition and from the pack, striking out on a new path of discovery and bringing others along with them. That will not happen when there are constraints through a tyranny of the majority in the case of government holding the power and not the individual. When people sign on to the idea of sameness and do not think for themselves and go along with the flow, they will be as lambs to the slaughter, even if it is only the death of the spirit by living a joyless existence. You know, I'm going to go on a limb here, Carl, and point out this issue with the masks, you know, and there's so many people out there saying, listen to the scientists, listen to the scientists. And I would challenge those people to, instead of just listening to the scientists, why don't you go read the science yourself? You know, and I'm not saying masks are a good or bad thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just advocating, learn what's going on. Check out the claims of everybody making a claim. And then balance them out, weigh them, compare and contrast. I don't see a lot of people doing that, Carl. And uh, it's, it's well, not, this is true about everything. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's you know, and it's a it's a function of complacency, naivete, ignorance, and um, willing um, collusion in some cases because of inner corruption. Yeah, but when when you only listen to the media. You're listening to the minders. Yes. They're hired to mind us, to hurt us like sheep, and they do. That's their role. Yes. And when you when you say something like, I believe the scientists, um, you, you have this notion that somehow that puts you on the same level as somebody who actually does their own research. And that's well, scary and science, science is corrupted. Science is minded, too. It's led down false pathways all the time. That's a long topic of discussion. Well, Well, that's what you're likely to learn if you take the time to investigate it yourself. You'll figure some of these things out. But if you just listen to the scientists, you'll never figure that out. That's that's the, the difference. You ask creator, democracy is only as noble as the voters. Can creator share how prayer work and a light worker healing protocol can heal and elevate the majority to aspire to and vote for solutions that more succinctly benefit all rather than simply the majority. All right, and Creator says, what can you do when the majority of humans are complacent and are aligning behind ideas that will increase danger for them through surrendering their sovereignty to the power of a government body that benefits from their enslavement and lack of authority to make any changes? Who will be there to help you when society is divided into warring factions They not only compete with one another, but when one group has the upper hand, the other refuses to cooperate and support its decisions and policies, resulting in a gridlock of inaction, inefficiency, and a degraded quality of life in the meantime. Make no mistake that the strategy of divide and conquer is being applied relentlessly to humanity on a worldwide basis. The extremes of conduct and the many backlashes resulting from a clash of wills create the illusion of freedom, but it is an illusion. You are being manipulated to think your choices matter simply because you may have the right to vote. 
This is an illusion when the politicians are weeded out if they have true leadership potential and independence of thought and a higher awareness of morality and divine wisdom. So what is left are people who will follow orders from the hidden hand, and it is society that loses. The elites at the top will continue to be rewarded through a system promoted as being fair for all, when in reality it is limiting all but the elite leadership. There will be no one to turn to when you have your awakening and realize things are deeply wrong and begin to see your political choices are not truly choices. They are simply labels and alliances that may differ in objectives, neither one of which will truly accomplish what is truly needed to make the world better and fairer. You need divine help to deal with the true source of evil you are working to overcome. Make no mistake, that is your charter to solve the problem of evil once and for all and for all of time, but for fine-tuning. For that will be all that is needed once all are awakened to the truth of the divine and this vision is restored again uniformly to all beings everywhere. And people of all origins through the universe have access to the wisdom you are learning as divine humans. You need to use the tools we have given, empowered and effective prayers, using leverage and specificity in the requests so the divine realm has clear instructions and is empowered to work again and again through a repeat of the requesting to be enacted over and over until the goals are achieved. And secondly, to use the wisdom of the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it more perfectly defines the many sources of negativity and evil influence that can befall humanity and includes requests for divine action, using the actual strategies in how the divine brings healing about. Your destiny is among the stars. You will get there by overcoming this obstacle to progress that is holding you down and holding you back. With the divine in partnership, you will prevail. That is why we are speaking with you, to show the way. But it is you who must hear our message and accept the wisdom of our guidance. You know, Carl, I'm just going to believe the solvers of the problem of evil. No, you have to be the solver of the problem of evil. You have to join us in partnership to help us solve the problem of evil. You can't sit back and say, you know what? I'm just going to give you my vote. <laughs> I vote for Carl and Brian. <laughs> that ain't going to work. It's not worked so far. Government hasn't done the job. Government can't do the job. We all have to do it together. The power is with the people and with the divine in partnership. Check us, check out the Lightwork Healing Protocol, getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. We're out of time, Carl. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.